Episode 57 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, BustingBallsPod at gmail.com. You're listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed, SoundCloud.com slash Busting Dash Balls, or the PWOM Podcast Network, SoundCloud.com slash Pro Wrestling Only. And you can find us on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic, our international summer or it's coming Rome. John and Jeffrey review Euro 2020 and Copa America as we can finally get a break from football. John, what's happening, brother? Well, apart from we're not getting a bank holiday in this country now, um, it's well, let, let's let's start with Barcelona, shall we? Yes, it's always sunny in in Barcelona, and uh, I'm sure they're very, they're very happy with. Uh, you know, Lionel Messi finally getting an international trophy, uh, as we'll go into in more detail in our main topic. But, John, take it away. Yeah, but Lionel Messi is not a Barcelona player at the minute because, obviously, his contract has expired. Now, dun, dun, norm- dun. Normally, it, it, it's reasonably straightforward as these things go for Messi to be resigned. But Barcelona, because their wage bill is way over the La Liga statute for the wage bill, they cannot register any of the players they've signed this summer, nor Messi, as he's a free agent. So Barcelona are in the shit right now, if fundamentally. They are neck deep in shit, I, I think is a apposite statement here. Oh, yeah. I mean, good. How do you... How are you a club the magnitude... Of Barcelona and you mismanage that badly. Yeah, um, I mean it, it's even worse because Messi, his his wage his wage might obviously be astronomical weekly and monthly and frankly on whatever scale you care to imagine. But the guy brings in that much in commercial revenue for them that they need to resign him to make the numbers work, and it cannot happen. It's this is an aroboros of, of of mismanagement. Yes, it, it, it's fundamentally that sort of arrogance of the last decade or so. Um, you know, they're not having the players enough of the players coming through from La Masia, from you know, from their um, their academy. And like Real, they they have suddenly tried a Galactico thing. You know, it, it's like who they they want Coutinho, they go get Coutinho. They want Griezmann, they go get Griezmann. They want Usman Dembele, they go and spend big on Usman Dembele. And they aren't, you know, selling these players on 
to make the numbers work for them. And if, you know, if if you don't sell the players on, you are, you know, you're going to erode away any sort of financial, good financial position you have. They are not looking as if they're going to be competitive next year, whether Messi resigns or not, because they have to get rid of players. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's not good because now that they, this is an Aroboros, you know, which, by the way, if you're not know what an Aroboros is, it's the snake eating his tail because. Mm-hmm. They have to sell Messi because they need the money, but without Messi, they don't get a lot of their income because a lot of their income is predicated on Lionel Messi. Yep. Um, they are fuckola, and that's the kindest word I can say about this. Yeah, I, I saw a vague rumor. They said, "Oh, um, a, a lot of the players, a lot of the clubs in uh, La Liga are suddenly going, oh." Messi's presence is really good for our league, so we might chip in on his wage. No, you fucking shouldn't. Oh, boy. You oh, fuck shouldn't. off. If Give that's me a, a fucking break. Put up by the board, get fucked, frankly, you know? Yeah, that, there is. Yeah, wow. That is some. Uh, wow, that is some, uh, some bullshit it, it, right there. Um, like who would have thought I'd end up facing the consequences of my own actions? Right, and uh, whilst we uh, discuss that, let's discuss that about uh, so another uh, another Barcelona player who is getting the consequences of his actions coming back to haunt him. Did you hear about what happened with Antoine Griezmann? Um, no, the last the last horror show I saw with him was the uh, the blacking up as as a basketball player. What what happened here? Oh no! Oh, I, you know what? I completely forgot about that one. Uh, no, it, it, it is related, though, as it has to do with racist abuse. Um, Antoine Griezmann has been dropped as a, um, as a spokesperson and, and, and sponsor from uh, video game company Konami, who was part uh, Griezmann was participating in a, uh, in a campaign for uh, Yu-Gi-Oh!, you know, the, the manga, anime, and, uh, and card game. Yeah. That uh yeah, uh because a video showed up of Griezmann and and it has to be said mostly Osman Dembele from summer of 2019 when uh they were in Japan doing a uh doing a promo- Barcelona was doing like a friendly tour in uh a preseason tour in Japan and uh Dembele and Griezmann were both uh racially abusing a um a uh, hotel worker in what? Japan. Jeez. So yeah, so Griezmann has now lost his uh, his sponsorship through Konami, who also uh, who by the way also make uh, Pro Evolution Soccer, which I don't know oh. anybody who plays that at this point. I think I think FIFA's pretty much won that battle. Yeah, EA Pro Sports. <laughs> Say again. Pro Evo was great in the nineties. I have to say that one. Yeah. But... Well, wasn't there uh, winning eleven too? Yes. <laughs> yes, I remember winning eleven. I I think more people played winning eleven than 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 PES. I think it was Pro Evo football and FIFA over here, but uh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, the the point is, is that yeah. That now again, it has to be said from the video. Uh, it seems like it was mostly Dembele who was doing that, but he doesn't have any sponsorship deals with a Japanese company, so Griezmann took the hit on that one. But and, and, and rightly so, let's forget. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, this will not be the only time we discuss racism in football, and uh, as you will hear coming up in the uh, in, in our main topic. But also, 
Um, let's, while we're on the topic of La Liga, uh, something I was only made aware of during the, uh, during the Euros, because, of course, that was carried by ESPN here in this country. And uh, during that time, we found out, I found out, even though the deal was signed in May, that uh, ESPN for the next eight years is your home for La Liga in the, in that, the United States. That is a hell of a long-term deal for a TV contract, I have to say. Um, now, I, so here's the, 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 the deets on this. Um, um, last, year, last season, BN Sports, who has carried uh, La Liga for quite some time since they actually uh, came over here to this country, they took away from, uh, from Gold TV, and um, they were in the middle of a new four-year deal uh, La Liga bought back the other three years so they could facilitate this ESPN deal. See, see, I'm wondering if uh, the well-reported financial issues at Barca and Real there might play into it in that they might have, you know, they might put pressure given they get so much of a share of the TV deals. Uh, you know what? When you put it that way, that does make sense. But also... The, the knock-on effect of this is unless they get hired by ESPN, this will be the first time in, like, 13 years that that uh, La Liga games will not be getting called by uh, Phil Shane or Ray Hudson because they had moved over to be in from Goal TV as well. Well, man, that, that, that's a good stint. I mean, Ray Hudson is famous for his his calls of of, of Lionel Messi and, and and well Cristiano Ronaldo before he went to uh, Juve, uh, you know their goals and 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 uh, calling you know it was a big event you know when Phil Shane and and, and Ray Hudson called uh, called uh, El Clasico, so yeah that's going to be huge. And now can you imagine now we're going to get El Clasico? potentially on network TV because, of course, ABC Sports doesn't exist anymore. They just use ESPN uh, to, oh. to play on ABC. Well, the, is it that, that means it's free to air or is it? Yeah, that's free to air. I mean, that's ABC. Oh. It's, you know, one of, one of the three networks. Uh, well, four, I guess. Forgot about Fox. But um, <laughs> anyway... But anyway, uh, there there are some other shifts happening in US TV as well because uh, Syria A is moving from ESPN to CBS Sports slash Paramount Plus, which means I'll probably have to get another streaming service if I want to follow Syria A next season, which probably means I may not be following Syria A next season. Man, this, this is getting as bad as the UK for the various football networks. You know, we have to pay so much if if we want. Very, you know, if we want, frankly, if we want our own league, let alone every other league. Right. Well, here's, yeah. So, I mean, and, and the problem is, is that the Premier League rights are going to be coming up this summer. I, I guess the bid is going to be start going out this summer. So with, <laughs> yeah, with NBC Sports now, it, it's going to be no longer in existence by fall. Because now NBC's also lost the NHL back to uh, to ESPN after, you know, Got a, over a decade of NBC carrying NHL. So NBC, uh, as an active sports uh, uh, thing, they may not. I mean, the, the network's going down. All the Premier League is going to be transitioned over to either like USA Network or the Peacock streaming service. 
which in kind of a way I'm hoping that they maybe don't get the Premier League again so I have an excuse to drop Peacock. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so once again, the landscape is changing. ESPN looking like the big winners right now since they have, uh, you know, La Liga and uh, the Bundesliga. Um, CBS getting into the game because they already have the uh, champions in Europa Leagues on their uh, on their services. And Fox uh, Fox continues to do international and MLS badly. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> it's Fox. What do we expect? So, yeah, I mean... Well, we'll get into that in more in the main topic. So, uh, hey, John, did you Yo. hear Spurs finally got their manager after, what, five attempts? Are we going to have to stop taking the piss out of Spurs by not being able to attract a manager? Yeah, unfortunately he- we are. But you know what? Wasn't this like, wasn't Nuno Espirito Santo, didn't he already decline them once? He, he turned them down once and he's... Kind and now he's gone back. I, I suspect uh, he's he's extracted a few more pounds per week from Daniel Levy's pocket. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, again, you look at Spurs. You go, what is the plan with the managers there? You know, you, you that you look at the chain back. It, and you know, you go, what's it, Sherwood, Mourinho, uh, and then now, you know, you go, these managers are not particularly similar managers. It, it it's, you know. Your idea with a football team, you know, the idea of a director of football in particular has been, you know, you, you have a manager as almost as part of the way you build a team. You, you know, you have a way you want to play and a manager to suit that. And and Spurs just don't have that. They just play. They don't have a strategy to best suit the players they've got. It's just bizarre. Yeah. And, and, and again, Nuno Espirito Santo was their fifth choice. That's got to make you feel real good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, hang on. Is is there any manager who's managing England last year's free? Yep, he'll do. He didn't get relegated. He's fine. All right. Yeah. Rock on. Um. But also, Crystal Palace have a new manager, and we thought for a hot second they might get Lucien Favre, which I thought that would be interesting. Oh, that would have been a terrific appointment. You know, particularly coming off the back of Roy Hodgson, who's very much you know a meat and potatoes football guy. Four big men at the back. No one. None of the defenders crossed the halfway line. Lucian Favre, I would have watched a lot of Crystal Palace next year if, if he'd gone there. But now they do have a manager, John. They, is it a name familiar to you, Jeff? Uh, just a slightly familiar to me. Patrick Vieira, uh, ex, ex of Nice and uh, New York, Manchester City. In, in Middle East. Oh, yeah, and some guy who used to play for Arsenal back during their glory period in the oh, when early... Yeah, yeah, when they were good. Yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> I, that is an interesting appointment because he didn't exactly light the world on fire at Nice, but he wasn't exactly poor either. No, it, it, I mean, you're hoping it's not a bit of a, a, a Frank De Boer appointment here, you know? Right. Um, but, I mean, good luck to the guy because, you know, he, he talks well, he comes across well, and... You know, he's he with that Man City connection. He he had a good he had some good grinding there, but he's an untested an untested quantity. He must have really had a fun interview. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, he 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 did, and uh, I still remember uh, his mode of dress when they 
won the title at White Hart Lane in the in the Invincibles here. How did I know you were going there? Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, if you got it, you got it, I guess. <laughs> How did you know I was going there? Uh, be, <laughs> have you been on this podcast before, John? Let me let me bring you up to speed here after fifty after fifty seven episodes plus countless pod blasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness me but you know it's not all fun and games with arsenal because it was revealed on friday that arsenal will now be the topic of this year's amazon series all or nothing which oh god <laughs> we get to see arsenal fall apart in real time it's I, gonna I, be I can't <laughs> i i can't wonderful for who are you are you, are you behind this i i see how this is Hey, I, I, I'm all for entertainment, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, the thing that got me was that, that they didn't even notify the players of this until after the press release. Yeah, some players still don't know about this. Oh, this is going to work wonders, I, I can tell. Also, yeah. I, I'm sure nobody's going to be acting for the camera either. Jesus Never. fucking Never Christ. Just fucking yeah. kill me. You know, I, I, I may be watching. This is going to become a Bundesliga podcast. Um <laughs> After the summer, because hey, have a La Liga as well here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe La Liga. I mean, I got ESPN. I may as well watch La Liga too. You That's know? okay. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. I, I, on that note, I think being being sports might just be toast. Because as far as I know, right now all they have at this point is France and Turkey, at least in this country. So uh, yeah, BN maybe. That's not going to sell many subscriptions no it isn't and especially since one of the especially since they already got like one of their well actually two of their best talents went over to espn uh mateo benetti but now he's going over to cbs for Serie A because he was the Serie A guy but also um you know Kay murray uh a presenter she had who's been known to wear her middlesbrough jersey on the air um she uh she moved over to ESPN too, so that was that was lovely to hear her uh, during this Euro, because she's she's a great presenter, I think. But um, anyway, yeah. So like I said, unless Phil Shane, I mean, if if they get Phil Shane and Ray Hudson away from BN, if ESPN do, then it it, it may be all over for BN. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, transfers. <laughs> Did we have time to discuss the... I don't think we mentioned the Jadon Sancho transfer last time, did we? Hadn't gone through it. It hadn't happened yet, yeah. Jadon Sancho is a Manchester United player. I'll tell you what, it's going to be like basketball at at my old Trafford last year. They've got no no good defensive midfielders, and so the defence is unprotected. So all that pace, all that amount, they're going to be such a fun side to watch next year. Because it's just going to be end to end. They're going to be knackered by Christmas. I, I thought you were going to go with a dream team. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I thought you, I thought you were going to go with a dream team uh, uh, analogy, you know, like the Miami oh, Heat tried. You know, to we can, we can go there. We could, but also Man City's trying to get one of those too because they've lobbied massive, massive bids for Harry Kane and Jack Grealish. I thought I saw PSG would be in for Harry Kane, but I haven't seen anything come through from that yet. I'm thinking that might be his agent trying to create a bidding war to get his wages up a little. Um, But yeah, Kane and Grealish, 
you, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be quite happy to see to, to see over there. I, again, I don't I don't necessarily see they're they're going to add they're not going to fit that well to City's system. I don't think quite yet. Well, they're both great players. Don't get me wrong. Even you know we we may not be big fans of at least one of them on here, but. Uh, you know, hmm. here's the thing, though, is that if that does happen, how screwed are Spurs? Because I like Hyunmin Song as, as as a human being. I don't think he's the guy to carry Spurs. Yeah, but absolutely. And who else would they? Have? But he still needs a forward there to you know to play off. And if he hasn't got Kane there, yeah, you know who's is it? Is it Musa Dembele they've got there? Move they got a front. Um, who, was the, who was the guy who scored the hat trick in the uh, Champions League semi against Leon? He's still there. Who? Um, oh, sorry, against Ajax. Um, scored it. Scored in the Champions hat trick. Oh fuck! I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name because I yeah. don't pay attention to. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to any Spurs fans, but if you're a Spurs fan, how how do you keep listening to this program? Because yeah, we slan- because we slander them like constantly, only <laughs> constantly. This isn't even the first time we've slandered them on this episode. So, <laughs> Lucas Mora. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lucas Mora. Correct. Yes. So yeah. Um, but yeah, you 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 know, Kane's a bit of a talisman, isn't he? It's well, he's a bit of a presence for Spurs. So you you don't get quite as frightened if you see Lucas Mora's name on on team sheet as you do if you see Harry. Well, right. Kane's. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I mean, who who's going to be the? I mean, who who carries this team? You know. But uh, in other nonsense, the CONCACAF Gold Cup started yesterday with a thrilling, oh, wait, no, it wasn't a thriller. It was a nil-nil draw between Mexico and Trinidad-Tobago. The USA plays today against the power that is, uh, hang on, wait, I got to look it up because I forgot who it is. (laughs) Oh, I guess, oh, ooh, uh, I guess Haiti. Oh, God, there's some implications there I I do not want to get into right now. I wouldn't if I were, you know. Yeah, but uh, USA versus Haiti. Um, There is a nation in this Gold Cup, this Copa Oro, that is not a CONCACAF nation, John, and that nation is Qatar. Yeah, I, I, I was, someone messaged me and said, going, why the hell are Qatar in that? And I, I think you would find that that was me that messaged you that, because I don't think anybody else you know would care about Copa Oro. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd actually be surprised. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if I, no, I'm saying it's to give them experience in international tournaments um, on a technical level. But, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is why my my dog has opinions about something here. (laughs) About Qatar? Yeah. About Qatar, yeah. Well, I mean, we've all had opinions about Qatar because. Yeah. 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 Oh, hmm. Yeah, gee. But yeah, I I, I, I don't know about this. I. I, You think Qatar is going to go far in CONCACAF? I don't know. Uh, No. The. It'd be interesting to see how they play um, against the likes of Haiti and Trinidad and Tobago if they're coming up against them. I don't know who they. No, drawn. they're in a, they're in the same group. At, here, let me let me bring it up here. Uh, they are in the same group as. Well, wait. Well, USA gets Canada, so that, that there's a rivalry there actually. That's um, no, they uh, 
uh, Qatar are in Group D, so they get uh, Honduras, Panama, and Granada. Well, actually, Honduras and Panama are kind of okay. So it'll be an interesting one. It'll be an interesting one. Yes. I, I, it'll give us a good guideline as to uh, what might happen in eighteen months or so. Anyway, or how? Uh, God, I am not looking forward to that World Cup. I, I don't think anyone is. It's just like. It, it, it's the same as the idea of a euro spread across the continent in a time of pandemic. Yeah. It's a bad idea. It's an obviously bad idea. What the hell? Why the hell is it happening? And yet, that turned out to be a pretty good tournament, as we'll discuss here shortly. I think we will. An all-timer, I think I would call it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, that's all the news I've got right now, except for two little funny bits. I, I, I need I need to go for. Go for I, I am going. Okay. Well, first of all, I am drinking currently a refreshing uh, Dob uh, Lager, a, uh, a Dortmunder Octian Brauerei, which recently purchased cans of this. Now have a a, uh, a a band across the top in yellow and black saying "Win with Germany's favorites," and there are uh, three players on. From Borussia Dortmund on the can now. Uh, Axel Witzel, Marco Royce, and uh, and Julian Brandt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. So that 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 that's uh, that that's nice. That's a. Is it a decent beer? It's a great beer, and the best thing is, it's like it's it's like uh, three ninety nine for four cans. It, it, around my parts, uh, it, oh. it, it's a good cheap oh. beer. I mean, it's a cheap beer, but it's a good beer. You know, it, 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 it's one we like. And also, they make the best Rattler I've ever had. And the problem is, is that it's a rarity now around here. So I we had to keep searching for it to get it. Oh. If you like a good Rattler, especially in the summertime. You know, get, uh, get, 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 they get that good beer and lemonade... Uh, flavor in um i know i, I think you're, you're a lot call them shandies right uh, yeah we do yeah the uh the, the the rattlers are great but also i have seen one of the best football related um advertising campaigns that uh has nothing to do with football oh uh this was an email i received uh yesterday from uh, and this is going to tie in with uh, you know the the uh, main topic of one of our uh, of our podcast network, the PWOM podcast network. Um, it was from New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, uh, gift, you know their 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 merch shop. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, of course, New Japan Pro Wrestling's logo is of course known as the Lion Mark. It is a uh, you know just a, a a symbol with a, a lion's head and always has been since you know the first show in on March yeah. 6, 1972. Uh, the subject, they're, they're selling new editions of the Lion Mark shirt. The subject in my email said, one lion on your shirt. <laughs> so ha- hats off to New Japan Pro Wrestling for that one. Excellent appropriation. I, I approve of this cultural appropriation here. <laughs> <laughs> John, do you have any uh, more news tidbits to, to lay I upon the people? I think most of our essential news is going to be in this second half. I think so, too. So coming up, today's topic, our international summer, or it's coming Rome. John and Jeffrey review Euro 2020 and Copa America as we can finally get a break from football. Please stay tuned.
the second half of episode 57 of the Busting Balls podcast. Our topic for the second half tonight, our summer of international football or it's coming Rome. John and Jeffrey celebrate one of the all-time summers of international football and look forward to a break at last. Yeah, I don't think anybody seems to realize that we have not really had a break from football since the restart uh, last mm-hmm. June. Yeah, it, it's been, what, thir- 13 months. And, man, <laughs> you know, from, from Liverpool winning the title to, frankly, as we record this, on, we have just witnessed the end of the final of Euro 2020. Yeah, 2020. Oh, man. I, 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 man, I love me some football. I could watch football every day. But I, I need just a week or two to get back in shape here, you know. And, and preseason is coming up again. Now, yeah. You know? Well, I, and, then, uh, and then, you know, Copa Oro is happening around my part oh, yeah. of the world. But, I mean, I mean who, oh, who's yeah. so going to I get a <laughs> You don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Although you might say that the Copa Oro does constitute a break from football in some ways. but In some ways, <laughs> yes. Uh, that being said... Um... Yeah, let's just throw it out there. Italy wins Euro 2020 in a penalty shootout in a tournament filled with penalty shootouts. Um, This is also a tournament filled with absolute drama. And uh, my God, you know, this, I'm just going to throw it out that this is going to go down as one of the all-time greatest international tournaments. It is. Um, and for a 2014 tournament, it broke the goal scoring record tonight with with it, with it when Bonucci scored tonight. It broke the number of goals. It was already there on a per games basis because I think USA 94 was the 2014 tournament with the previous record. Yeah. So it had a third place, had third place playoff too. So, uh, you know, on, on goals per game, it already won. But yes, it's got the highest number of goals, the most drama, some of the finest games you will want to see in international football in fact in any kind of football it was ah uh, yeah you know a, 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 the chef chef's kiss here you know the gesture doesn't come across on, on it, audio it, well, but, if anybody wants to get in my face at this point about how do i stand following soccer you know it, it's a boring game it's 90 minutes of running there's no stats yes that is one criticism i've been told all I had to say is I, I'm just going to point them to a calendar to June 28th, 2021, Indeed. as possibly one of the greatest days of football ever. Oh, my God. The back-to-back. Um, the, the only thing I can remember like that day was the 1990 FA Cup semifinals. Uh, Crystal Palace 4, Liverpool 3, and I think it was Manchester United 3, Oldham 3, which were both. But this this was another level, man. Because of the quality of football there. I this was I, I think the, the the worst game of the tournament was a nil-nil between uh, Sweden and Spain. Yeah, absolutely. Did, you know, did... and, and yes, there was an yes, England drew had a nil-nil draw with Scotland too, but th- there was much more meaning for that for Scotland. I mean, that was oh. the, the the draw was a win for Scotland. Yeah. That the atmosphere, Scot Scotland, you know that that was Scotland's final essentially, and you know, they played their heart. If Scotland had a striker, I think they could have got through to the knockouts here. But you know, you, when your best striker is Shea Adams, who is a good striker for a lower half of the Premier League side, so 
you're always going to struggle for goals. You know that that left side of Scotland's Andy Andy Robson and Kieran Tierney were absolutely magnificent, absolutely magnificent in three games, and you know they they just didn't have anyone to capitalise. But, but yeah, um, Italy winning that final, my God. Yeah, on um, penalties that was uh, in England's own backyard. As in, well. in England's own backyard, and. I'm going to get a little serious here for a little bit because, first of all, earlier this morning uh, on Twitter, uh, Duncan Jones, the uh, the filmmaker and uh, the, the son of one um, uh, <clears throat> David Bowie, um, had <laughs> say again. Who is he? Never heard of David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, um, you certainly never uh, wrote a book about. You never certainly never wrote a book about David Bowie that I didn't contribute to ever. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, the, the the fact is is that he he made a uh, comment about you know how the England team are kind of like the Yankees in that everybody hates them except for the fact that you know England haven't really won anything haven't won anything since 1966. And I, I approach that with, you know, well, it's a lot of it is the entitlement that comes from, has come, traditionally come from the England squad, plus, you know, the sports media behind them. And, and the sports media are the, <laughs> frankly, the lowest, you know, I, I think you, you'll go back to the Euro 96 and one Piers Morgan putting Ashton Fritz for you, the Euros are over on the front, but in you're just going, oh my fucking God, I am frankly embarrassed to live in this country at that point. Well, yeah, it's Piers Morgan. That 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 alone would make me embarrassed to live in the same country as, as him. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why we tried to ship him over to you, you know? Yeah, and we didn't want him. We we sent we sent him back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nah. We 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 universally rejected him. I mean, we, we, yeah, I mean, even getting abused by Alex Jones did wasn't enough to me for me to go to to feel any sympathy for towards him. But anyway, as we were saying, um, that is going to come into play a lot now because in that final in the penalty shootout, the penalties were missed by Marcus Rashford and John Sancho and Bukayo Saka, um, all players of color and yeah. uh, we we know what's going to happen and we we i mean let, let let's not even spell it out i mean, yeah, I mean I, no, no no actually let's spell it out is what i meant to say is yeah we we know the racist abuse that they're they are going to get from the press from the from the so-called fans from yeah everything and, 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 and you know what the sad thing is gareth southgate knew this he knew he knows that that is exactly what was going to happen yeah, well, as he put it, he made the decisions based on what they was what was in training. Um, I mean, you messaged me what was it a, a, few, a few seconds before the I think before the penalty taking going England sub for penalty shootouts, and I'm going, yeah, and that didn't kind of work out for them. No, um, it didn't. I, I, it turns out that the three the, the the last two subs that they made specifically for penalties didn't make theirs. No, and you know what the worst thing about the whole thing is, it's it's even worse because of the two players who scored it. And that's just going to reinforce some very Neanderthal, stereotypical viewpoints from people who really should just fuck off to the nearest, you know, hole in the ground and stay there. Um, let me let me just put this out there. I, I, I doubt that they're going to listen to this. But just oh, in no. case, but just in case, um, Marcus Rashford, John Sancho, Bukayo Saka, you are fine players. 
It could happen yeah. to anybody. You have nothing to be ashamed of. And neither does England. Because even though I I wanted Italy to win, Forza Italia, you know I I, I got I got Italian in my, in in my DNA here, and, and yes, I mean there's a little bit of the fact that Germany that they took out Germany and they took out, frankly, the heroes of this tournament, which were Denmark. But we'll get into that here shortly. Oh yes, but I, I I'm just gonna say that the England squad themselves have absolute absolutely nothing to be ashamed of because they have progressed because they have gone from a traditionally quarterfinal team to now a semifinal team in the last world cup. And now they're a, they're, they're a, they're a finalist team. And, and they did not lose that game in the normal course, but I didn't think they played their best game tonight because I, I thought under pressure, they start reverting to long balls and Italy just kept coming and coming at them. And, well, to, to be honest, you know, I think if they had Spinazzola, who was injured, I, I think they would have probably damaged England a little bit more in normal time. But, you know, that wasn't to be. And Italy did fantastically. You know, Italy were, the, were again, in the semifinals, they were probably second best to Spain. But, again, they came through on penalties. It was... Um, I mean, yeah. Leonardo Bonucci was by far the player, the, uh, the, the man of the match. Oh, tonight, I, I, I thought so. Yeah, I, I thought Chiesa had an absolutely fantastic game. Yeah, until well. he had to come off, too. So. Yeah, he, he is. You know, you, you can see why he, um, he's wanted. I think it's Bayern want to get him, but Juve don't want to let him go. I wouldn't want to let Chiesa go either, frankly. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there's going to be some movement going on here uh, from, from a lot of sides. But that being said, we, we have to especially praise Denmark. They, they were the team of our hearts in this tournament. Especially, pun not intended, uh, of course, because of what happened with Christian Eriksen. But because of what happened with Christian Eriksen, that's what got us all like rah-rah Denmark, you know? Yeah, there there was one match, obviously, I I wasn't particularly supporting them in. But, you know, we can come to that. (laughs) Okay, which one? Uh, funnily enough, the one they played Wales in, you know, the uh, one where the lifting of COVID restrictions late on meant they basically got a home game against us. Well, you know, it, yeah, so, yeah, so it yeah. goes. I mean, England had all but one home game, uh, all but one home That's... game the, the whole tournament. And, you know, it, it's funny, well, though. As they say, it, it's you look at the, the semifinalists, the one thing, they were the teams that basically played the most games at home. You know, Den- Denmark played them at home, Spain played at home, Italy played at home, England played all but one game at home. It's it's very much a tournament where the, the teams were, were penalised for their travel. You know, Switzerland, my God, you know, they had to go to Baku to, uh, twice. Right. <laughs> you know. Hey, po- that, Poland, had, that, Poland had to go to, uh, to Russia. I mean, I'm sure that was fun. Yeah, totally. And but you know, um to Russia. my god you're an idiot you know it's it's the worst idea i've heard in my life you know what happens at poland russia games or when poland are in russia yeah Jeez. yeah there, 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 there might just be a little bit of a history poland and russia. Yeah. just just a slight yeah. <laughs> um i mean I, I, yeah and, and by which i mean you know everybody always perseverates on the history of germany and poland but yeah let's not forget uh Oh God! You remember the Euro twenty twelve game, dear God? Yeah, I do. Um, Trouble there. But let's not, you know. But you, you, we could make a comparison between that and last night's Copa America final too, because 
you know, the whole tournament got moved to Brazil. Brazil, you know, smashed every opponent. And now Lionel Messi has a major international trophy at last. He has matched Cristiano's record. So, you know, how, do you, how are you going to separate those guys now? Yeah, exactly. Point? Yeah, the, 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 the GOAT conversation is going to fire up once again. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of Cristiano fans will point to Messi botching that last chance. But, oh, yeah. he had an all-time botch in that, but you know what? At the same time, and, and, and let me be frank, that final match was uh, not a pleasant game to watch. There was It was chippy and divey the whole way through. Yeah. It, it really was, and especially on the part of one Neymar Jr., who does tend to get that way when things don't go for him. You know, he, mm. again, Neymar, let, let's not just be easy to but Neymar always wants to be the main man here. And he has tremendous skill, but he's always fared best in teams where he's not, you know, he's not necessarily the go-to guy, where there are other team, other players in there who can take the pressure off him. You know, right, he like, like San, Santos or, or Barcelona. Barcelona, exactly. You know, even PSG with Mbappe here. Right. You know? Which I so, feel bad for Mbappe now because, oh, you know, he, oh, he, he had a horrific penalty miss too. Oh, man. Again, to climax of probably the all-time great day of international football in our lifetime. Well, that's um, true. But, I mean, I saw, and it wasn't even a bad penalty. It was just a great – it was just a better save. No, no. And, um, again, it, it was um, – that that, that – uh, should should we talk about that day? We haven't actually come back to that yet, have we? We, have, we started there and haven't come back to it. Well, let's. Oh, well, you know what? Let's wrap up with the finals too, because um, the 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 Copa the story of that Copa America final was an was a horrific defensive calamity from Brazil that led to an absolutely sublime goal from Angel Di Maria. Oh, still a great when you think of what you know. It, Man United did to waste that talent. Oh, it's criminal what Man United did with Di Maria. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, just wrong player at the wrong time. I think. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I mean, yeah, let's go back to the. Let's tell the story of of, uh, of June the twenty eighth, twenty twenty one, because my God, that was that was the day of football. Absolutely, you, you know, you start off with um, Croatia against Spain, and you're going. It's going to be a nice technical game. There's going to be, you know, the attacking is going to be fantastic. But you know, you, you don't you don't necessarily expect to see that many goals. You know, Croatia uh, they, they they beat Scotland, but apart from that, they, they looked a bit blur. And my God, you have an eight goal absolute thriller there. Oh my God! Well, you know, Spain three went up with what was it? Five minutes left. You're thinking it's, and they were playing like a dream, and then they, they blew up again. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. And then they went and won the game. Oh, oh, dear, dear God. It, oh. Yeah, between, between uh, yeah, yeah, goal, goals and in, in, in extra time from Alvaro Morata and uh, Oyarzabal. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I'm bound Spain to it. And you're thinking, okay, that's good day, good day so far. Surely the next match can't be any good because yeah, there, thinking... there, there's no way that France is is not gonna. Have, there's no way that France is gonna have difficulty against Switzerland. No, and France hang on Switzerland... to your hats. 
yeah, France and Switzerland are not particularly known for for the big racking up the big goals. And no, my God, three all, and yeah, I, I mean, t- talking to all, Paul Pogba had an absolutely magnificent Euros. You know, climaxed with probably my favourite goal, you know, which beats, um, frankly, Denmark's about five contenders or Patrick Schick's effort against Scotland. An absolutely sublime curler into the top corner. Just And he, he had had a, a creatively dominant... He dominated the midfield, and yet um, when he got robbed of the ball and Switzerland... Uh, and this is important. Switzerland went right down the middle of the French defence. And, you know, that was the important thing for me to equalise in the last minute against him to, to tie it up a 3 all from 3-1 down. Oh. Oh, one of the moments of the tournament there. And then, and then Kylian Mbappe, again, he did not take a bad penalty. It was just a, a much, it was just a better save. Yeah, it, it was it was an absolutely fantastic. So you you know it, if you put a penalty on target and towards a corner, you you can't argue it. And that was just you know if the keeper goes the right way and saves it, just hold your hand up and say it has to happen. But oh, mm, and hopefully he won't get any sort of you know level of the. You know that. that's the thing I worry. I, and again, I, I am just so worried about this because a lot of the the monumental misses and penalty shootouts were from players of color and it's it's a sa- it's a sad and bad coincidence but yeah the other thing with mbappe i believe the rumor is he's told psg that he is going to run his contract down and leave on a free next year oh so goodness me that's, you know, that might not go down well in paris so yeah well yeah, I, I'm still of the opinion he maybe should never have left Monaco, but, you know, that's just me. Yeah, they're never going to turn down that sort of money, well, let's face it. Oh, I know, I know. I, I, I know how that goes, but, uh, yeah, overall, I, I just have to say that, comparatively, Euro 2020 smoked Copa America. Uh, well, I'm, I, I'm, I, in certain days of time, I tried watching Copa America. And much as I, I am... I, I wish we were more cautious about the number of fans we were letting into the stadium. The Copa America, you 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 know, you try to watch it, and there is it, it's, there's you know there's no noise for it. There's no crowd noise, no nothing. And it, well, there there was a crowd at there was a crowd at the Americana last night, uh, a, a smaller one than usual. Small, yeah. But there was a crowd. There was a crowd. So, yeah, uh, the the early game where there's no there's no it it's so strange to watch. It's it's unreal, you know. You realize, I mean, we know from last year what crowds bring to football, but it's you know when when you're almost like switching back, it's like it's like switching back a year, and you're just going, this is so damn strange. Yeah. It's no, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I wasn't so rattled by it because we were so used to you know watching all the league matches that had you yeah. know no crowd, no crowds, and you know depending on which TV you watch, you know the the piped in crowd noise, but. Um, yeah, football does go better with crowds, but it doesn't always work out the way you you want it to either. No, no. As Brazil and England found England. out this weekend, <laughs> the home but, teams. Yeah, right. Who who are listed as the away sides, but you know, come on now, you know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, as I said, Euro twenty twenty definitely smoked Copa America. I think, at least in in on my end, I think a lot of that has to do with. ESPN versus Fox. 
do because um, I, 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 I will listen to any match now that has Derek Ray and uh, Efana Koku as the commentators. And, and I was kind of hoping uh, the, the, the final today was called by Ian Dark and Taylor Twellman. I was just like hoping, I mean, I like Ian Dark and I like John Champion too. Um, but I, I knew that if Ian Dark had called the game with Stuart Robson, I knew that Stuart Robson was going to be a homer through the whole match. Uh, credit to Ian Dark, he was not a homer through this game, but at least I knew that if they had Derek Ray and Efana Koku, who were Scottish and Nigerian, respectively, we, there would have been no homerism going on. No, and, uh, oh, God, my God, the, the Euros, um, there's, there's been a lot of... Uh... A, a lot of complaining about some of the commentary teams. I mean, Guy, Guy Mulberry have have nothing, but Jermaine, uh, Jermaine Genus, miserable guy, he said. And th- then on ITV, you know, for, if you have a look at the tweets during the semi-final, et cetera, look at the number ones talking about uh, the guy, Sam Matterface and um, oh, on, Lee Dixon. And I know, I know Lee Dixon's your guy, but my God. They don't half drain the life out of a football game. You no, know, Lee Dixon is not bad on NBC Sports, though. He is no, not, not bad but, calling Premier League games. He's not bad, but he needs a more up commentator to go with. And, you know, it, it's it's like matching two downbeat guys. Well, okay, and that's true because usually on, on NBC, he's paired with either one or both of um, uh, oh God, Arwell White and uh, Graham Lasseau. And uh, you know, you you give them, you can. It's it's uh, the the they were saying the finest commentators we had this year. Um, Clyde Tilty, who I I wasn't that keen on until recently. Um, and they they paired him up with Ali McCoist, and the two of them. Oh, it's I like, hate Ali McCoist. Oh no no, they, but they they're great. To, it's just like it's it's like you know when they click. It, it, I, I know why Ali McCoist for a start off. <laughs> well, when, okay, no, it's not just because he's from Rangers. No, it's also because he 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 was when when uh, you know back in the day on FIFA, he was the all he was the, the the he was the color guy with uh, Martin Tyler and in in the FIFA yes. games. Yes, he was. <laughs> but yeah, they they've got they together. They 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 get the joy of the game over, you know. And the really good thing you've had, um, Pundit since you, there is a massively increased female um, and people of colour representation on British television. Micah Richards and Alex Scott on the BBC, fantastic. Um, Emma Hayes, who uh, was a, was the analyst on some games, was probably the most insightful analyst on any of the any of the games for either side. She was absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, ESPN had, you know, I mentioned Kay Murray and uh, Julie Foudy as well. Yeah, you know, it, on, it, on on anal- on you know punditry and 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 analysis and presentation. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah, and and again, it's really great to see progress being made on that at last. You know, <laughs> right? But I mean, it, it was amazing, like who who they would bring in, like ESPN would bring in, like they had Alessandro Del Piero. Um, oh, they had um, who was it? Christian Fuchs. You know, I mentioned Ifana Koku earlier um oh gosh who else did they i mean they, they, they were bringing in like oh i mean steve McManaman back on espn <laughs> even you know and he, he, he was even in the studio so you know <laughs> so yeah i mean it's I, no i mean it, like i said espn just smoked 
Fox for their presentation. I I, I complained about it on that pod blast too because of that font that they were using too. But it's just you know the the announcers for Fox last night were clearly homering for Brazil for some reason, even though it was it was John Strong and Stu Hol- Stuart Holden. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> uh. <laughs> neither of whom have ever had a whiff of Brazil <laughs> as, as players. You know. <laughs> Oh dear lord. But um <laughs> regardless, I mean Pope America was good in spots. I mean the the one of the semifinal games was was or one of the uh yeah, one of the semifinal games was great to watch. But um yeah, Euro 2020 definitely goes down as an all-time tournament. But Football Oro think- notwithstanding, I am ready for a break from football. Yeah, just it's just a short, just a short one. A few weeks just to recharge the batteries. Yeah, and you know, I, I think the most consistent teams over the tournament made the final, and Italy, in full flow, were as good a side as you could hope to see. Attacking brilliantly, they defend like dream. So yeah, were I think worthy champions as well. You know, that's part of a great tournament. You you can just set standard. It's not like you know. Portugal just grinding out their way to the title horribly. No, I mean, no, Italy Italy went for it. And and you know what? So did England. Let's face it. So did England. They went for it. And as I said, they they reverted to type again in that that final with just, you know, a long ball approach, which kind of just saw the ball coming back to them all the time. But but again, yeah, it, it again they made progress. Like, and the one thing I'll say about this England side, and one of the reasons I didn't mind them, you know, even getting the final or if they won it, it's almost like they're a kind of an insurrection against their own government. You know, they, they are rejecting everything that government stood for. You know, I, and you know what? That 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 is a good point. That is a very good point because a lot of the the nonsense we heard about Marxism from the England team. Um, yeah, it's okay again, to be taking the knee. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. You know, I, I, again, this is the most likable England squad in my lifetime. Um, yeah. And eventually you had all, all, you know, you had Johnson and, and all the pretty Patel, all the, all the cabinet ministers and even Farage. And, you know, they were bow, almost bowing before the England side, you know, they, they were, I, I wouldn't say concrete. they were looking to take advantage of a side that basically promotes unity, whereas they do not promote that in the slightest. And well, only yeah. one of these wasn't was wasn't hypocritical and said, "I'm not watching the match," <laughs> so, even though he's a football fan. So screw well, the them. Yeah, you know. fuck them. Fuck them all. Fuck them fuck all. Them. Yeah, fuck them. And and massive round of applause to Gareth Southgate, who's actually proved that England. Can get somewhere when they're a re- when they're a well-run side. Go figure. Go figure. Well-run yeah, sides the- do well. Who knew? You know. And, and as a friend said, thank God for, for Sam Aldice having a pint of wine. You know, <laughs> because it wouldn't have been this way with him. You know what? I have no argument against that at whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, the Boris Johnson of the Boris Johnson of uh, football management. Except he has supported them taking the knee. 
<laughs> so I can give him. Yeah, him I that. mean that that's good. He's still an asshole, but I mean that, at least he's not a racist asshole. Like, at least in this instance, anyway. Well, well, let, let's put this. This was a guy who had JJ Okocha as his captain, so I don't think he is. I mean, uh... yeah, I mean, he, 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 yeah, he was a he was a big fa- yeah he was a big proponent of uh, Papa Boba Jop as a as a player too. So oh yes, indeed. So wow. yeah, well, those are the days. God, we're you know what? God, we're gonna have to go down memory lane sometime of <laughs> of football because my God, we're 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 definitely getting into some eras now. Anyway, uh, any last thoughts about this international summer that we've been having? Man, what what can I say? It, the Copa America was was fine, but you know, it it, it was it felt like methadone and. Euro 2020 as it is, <laughs> not 21. Man, it, it, it is just, frankly, as good a tournament as I have seen in my lifetime. And, you know, I, I think I've been eight, 86 is the first one I can really recall. So, yeah. Yeah. It just, just, uh, just a big thank you to all the fans, all the players, and a big fuck you to UEFA for the stupid, the stupid ideas of hot how you hold a tournament in a pandemic and sending everyone off to Baku. You know. well, I, I have to say that for, for now, our, our theme music is now very apposite since, you know, you know, Oh yes. You know, so <laughs> yep. Fuck you. But thank you. All the players, managers who have made this summer. Oh, and what did we haven't even talked about? Can we, can we talk briefly about, how towards the beginning of the tournament, the players were rebelling against the sponsors. Oh my God, Cristiano Ronaldo and, and uh, Paul Pogba, and Paul, yeah, well, yeah, Paul Pogba moving the alcohol, which is you know, as a Muslim, absolutely. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo just shoving Pogba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, but but then you notice how the how suddenly you know UEFA was like, oh no, you you have to. <laughs> Be kind to the sponsors. Yeah, yeah, bite me, uh, UEFA. You know. Are they paying our wages? No, they're paying yours. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah, that that was great. I, I hope to see more sponsor rebellion for, from players uh, going forward here. But anyway. Creative sponsor rebellion. I'll take that. Oh, yeah. Well, with that in mind, this has been episode 57 of the Busting Balls podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod or email us at BustingBallsPod at gmail.com. You have been listening us through our native SoundCloud feed, SoundCloud.com slash Busting Dash Balls or the PWOM Podcast Network, SoundCloud.com slash Pro Wrestling Only. And you can find us on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. John, any last words? Frankly, I'm off on holiday, so... <laughs> Enjoy the holidays, guys, and we'll be back back on our bullshit next season. That's right. Well, I mean, yeah, probably sooner than you think, but now we get to have at least some frivolous uh, t- main topics coming up. You know, oh. that, that, that'll be fun. Maybe, maybe we'll finally do. Maybe we'll finally get to do busting balls goes to, go to the movies or something. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why, why not? Why not? Let's do it. All right. Vacation once, isn't it? The holiday. Hell yeah, that's what you gotta do. All right. Well, until then, it's good night for me. And it's good night from him. We'll see you in a few weeks. Good night.